COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, folks. Dan Scotland here joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. For today's episode, um, we're going to be talking about holding our elected officials accountable. I can be found any place you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, other platforms like it. You can find me on industry. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa. You can find me on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And if you like this podcast and you want to kick this podcast some cash, you can do so by going to bit.ly slash 2NJMSHN. This allows you to become a Patreon for as little as $1 a month. Joining helps you 
Um, it helps us to be able to pay expenses such as hosting, to pay for um, equipment upgrades, um, and to possibly go to other MMJ and adult use states and spread our message, and as well as um, as, as getting our message out there a lot more. Um, and also, we have an ever-expanding um, Discord server, and you can join that by going to discord.gg slash 65TG2NR. All right, um, this is going to be another free-forming episode um, where I'm, I'm just going to do some talking. There's been a lot of brouhaha over the internet about... Um, holding your public officials accountable. And there's been a lot of like very gross gatekeeping. Oh, you have to be nice and polite at all times. You have to, you have to be, you have to give, you have to be, you have to believe that the politicians that you work for the politicians, not the other way around. You have to let them just, you have to be patient and just let them play the game first. And then they're going to deliver for you when they get reelected. That that baby brain stuff is why we're in the mess we're in in this country right now. This whole, no, just let them play the game for a little bit. Once they get reelected, then they'll fight for their campaign promises. No, that's every time that that has been tried, these politicians have capitulated to, to their donors. They've capitulated to the establishment and... And it's been to the detriment of the actual people that they serve. These people are public servants and not the other way around. This whole fiction that you have that we have to be like Victorian England and we have to be all prim and proper all the time when 70,000 people die because they don't flipping have health care. That's the biggest, most privileged piece of nonsense I've ever heard. OK, I'm not going to allow anyone to police my tone or anyone to tell me that I have to be calmer and I have to just die in peace. Or that, oh, Twitter, Twitter, or talking on Twitter and, 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 and holding your, uh, your, your officials accountable online. That's not real organizing. We've done real organizing on the, on the behalf of this podcast for the past four years, predating this podcast. I've been writing to my elected officials about, about adult use and about how I want adult use to look for the past four years. I've been doing that for the past four years. I've, I've actually gone to the Massachusetts State House and have testified in favor of drug war victims and for expunging records and including them in the new adult use industry. I've had Zoom meetings with, with sitting cannabis commissioners telling them how I want medical marijuana to look in Massachusetts and and and. and and how I want the barriers of entry to be lower so there can be more competition and more dispensaries and more access for the most vulnerable that, that need this valuable medicine. So, again, I mean, you could do a lot of stuff online, but again, you can, you can organize online, you can work with people that are actually on the ground, which, I've co which we've corresponded with, with plenty of friends of the show, such as um, the Young Jerks, such as Eric, such as, um, such as, um, 
um, the Massachusetts Recreational Council. They've been they've been friends of the show. They've been allies of what we've been doing, and we've been working together with them. And they've they've helped keep me honest too. Like we've had emails. Um, you don't you don't. I mean, I don't tell you about the behind the scenes stuff I do and the behind the scenes organizing I do with my with 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 with, with other people in Massachusetts that are on the ground. I've actually spent my own time testifying in the state house and 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 putting my money where my mouth is and 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 in past years i've 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 put phone calls of me calling the elected officials and telling them to do what is right so this whole oh you you know you have to you have to be canvassing all the time you have to be um get to be you you can't you can't roast your politicians. You have to, you have to hold their hands, and you have to serve them instead of them serving you. That's baby brain stuff, okay? That's baby brain stuff, pure and simple. All right. Um, and and throughout the years of this podcast, we've we've roasted all the public officials that have not been doing what f- over fifty four percent of Massachusetts wants. We, I've, I've dragged the governor of this state. I've dragged the attorney general. I've dragged um, commissioners, individual commissioners that wanted to create a task force to crack down on illicit cannabis when all of them have been dragging butt on licensing the dispensaries. Okay, we t- it took two years from the time we voted in 2016 to November 2018 for two flipping dispensaries to open. Like, like these politicians, they forget that they serve us. And a lot of times they try to, they try to only fight for their personal agenda, for their personal come up. And for the people that are whispering in their ears in, in regards to special interests, trying to rig things um, against the small farmer and the small grower and, and, you know, the drug war victim that wants to get into this new legal industry. Again, we've made memes over the years about Paul, about um, commissioners not playing ball. Um, we've, we've written letters to these politicians asking them to do what the voters wanted. We've worked with other groups, and we've ta- and I've taken cues from from the friend of the show, good friend of the show that's 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 believed in me since the beginning of this podcast, uh, Mike Crawford, the young of the young jerks, good great friend of the show that that has done so much for me, and I'm 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 everly grateful for what he has done and him boosting my voice whenever possible. But I've done actual direct organizing, so I'm sick of people saying, "Oh my goodness." Tweeting is not real life. Oh my God, you need to get off Twitter and 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 canvas and go door to door. And that's the only real work. You can't you can't you can't tweet at politicians. You can't say that politicians are dropping the ball. It's just being divisive. It's just being annoying. It's just um, it's not real politics. You need to be patient. You need to wait for a more convenient season. And that your method of direct action is. I don't agree with it or you need you need to calm down and you need to wait for a more convenient season. That's 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 the I mean that's directly white moderate stuff. That's directly stuff that Martin Luther King wrote about in his letter at, um from the Birmingham jail. 
that uh, about people that are like, oh, I agree with you, but you just need to be very, very civil and you just need to be more polite and you need to tone down your 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 um righteous indignation and 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 just be a good little boy and wait patiently for change anyone who does that in any movement in the cannabis movement whatever you're not you're not you're taking the wrong lessons from this podcast and um that's that's not how we operate here and if that's how you want to operate then maybe this this podcast or this project ain't for you but we're about actually holding these politicians accountable and making them fulfill their campaign promises and making them these public servers that our taxpayer dollars pay for. We're actually telling them to do their jobs. And that's not violence. That's not violence. That's that's doing what is needed to get things done. Did you know that the um, Civil Rights Act of, of um, 1964 that Lyndon B. Johnson signed, it like it was brought to a vote in 1963 and it didn't get the votes needed to pass. But activists like Martin Luther King, activists like Malcolm X, um, you know, activists all over um, the United States, black activists all over the United States kept pushing until Lyndon B. Johnson played ball and signed the bill and, and made sure that the politicians that weren't playing ball were signing that bill anyway. They twisted arms to get the reforms we wanted. People thinking that you don't have to twist arms and you don't and that this isn't going to get a little bit messy. You're not cut out for this fight if that's what you think. But but all the work that we have done in in in, in on this podcast in terms of, of holding these public officials accountable, it's worked. Like like I've had a lot of like um disagreements with, with many of our commissioners, um specifically um I would say all of them except Commissioner Title, I've roasted at some point. But I've especially had disagreements with Commissioner McBride, who who left who who left the commission um, recently. But you know, we made memes about her. We we called her out. We called her nonsense out throughout the years. And because we did that over the years, because we grinded away and we weren't quiet about about her and all the other commissioners dropping the ball. We actually moved them to our position. Um, last August, um, late late summer, early fall, we actually got an expanded caregiver ratio. So again, I mean, if you don't know what that is, in Massachusetts, caregivers, unlike most of the West Coast states, unlike Maine, on unlike Colorado, caregivers can only service one patient in Massachusetts. But through, through our activism, collectively, the Massachusetts grassroots, the Massachusetts cannabis grassroots, through our making a stink, through, through our holding these public officials, which our tax dollars pay, through holding them accountable, through making memes, through roasting them, we move them left. We move them to our position. Our voice became too loud that they had to move to our position. They had to play ball. You think we would have gotten that reform just being civil and polite and just being like, oh, well, we just need to be more patient. They just have to they have to work with the system. You know, Baker and, and Healy have a, the, the AG and the governor have so much power. They have to play ball to not piss them off. No, that's not the approach that I took. That's not the approach any of, of, of the friends of the show that that have worked vi- vigorously to get the reforms we have. That's not the direction any of them took. And now we have an expanded 
caregiver ratio where caregivers can grow cannabis pro bono, um, sell it at a price that needy patients, disabled patients, elderly patients can afford. And this is going to be more tenable. It's not going to be these dispensaries charging $50 an eighth and them being the only game in town. It's because we refuse to be quiet is why we got the reforms we wanted. And also, um, a lot of us, we, we fought for, for drug war victims. And we got a major victory through the Cannabis Control Commission through our, continue making, our continuous making a stink. Um, now... Um, like the the board and 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 the big cannabis dispensaries, the big corporate cannabis dispensaries, um, they were they were against drug war victims having an exclusivity period in Massachusetts to be the only ones being able to to do delivery in Massachusetts. But us grassroots activists, we held the line. We held the line. We said big cannabis is not going to win today. The drug war victims that were thrown in jail for cannabis that look that have skin color that looks like mine or people that are brown or people that are in, in underserved communities. They're not going to. They're not going to get thrown under the bus. Not as long as we are making a sink and we're making a fuss about it. We we wrote to we during during the cannabis control meetings, and of course because of COVID, most of it had to be Zoom or whatever. Because of that, we 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 wrote to these commissioners. There were dozens upon dozens of people testifying, and there were people that couldn't make those meetings that sent their sent their comments through email so those were there were thousands upon thousands of people making a stink to these public officials and now because of our work because of our hard work because of us vigorously holding the line we um drug war victims are going to be the only ones able to deliver um adult use cannabis in communities that approved legalization um as per the 2016 vote, they're going to be the only ones being able to do delivery. So people that were thrown in jail for cannabis, people that were in underserved communities, they're going to have a they're going to have a three year exclusivity period um, where they're the only games in town. Um, Ease Ease is going to have to wait a few years, um, but it's going to be people that look like me having a, having a foothold in the industry and being able to 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 sell what they were once busted for doing and once what what they were once profiled for for selling before um we made it legal in 2016 and our continuous stink about it the the period for drug war victims was only supposed to be a two year period but 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 the great commissioner title who's, who's who follows me, who's, who's a friend of the show, she held the line on that. She asked for, 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 I believe she asked for five years and then she got three. That's how negotiating works. That's how negotiating works. You, when, when you want a used car and you go to a dealership and you don't, you only, and the car is like 10,000 bucks. You don't just start. You don't start negotiations at nine thousand seven hundred. You started at six thousand, and then the, the deal. And then you go back and forth with the dealer until you get a price that works best for you. You know, if you don't ask for the, if you don't ask for the, ask for the whole loaf, you'll be lucky if you even get a, a half of the loaf. 
If you only ha ask for half of a loaf, you'll be lucky to get crumbs. Okay, quiet, quiet people don't make history. Because we held the line, we held the line, and we made a stink, and we made a fuss about about making drug war victims whole. They're going to they're going to be able to do that, and most importantly, we fought to make that to make their um, business model tenable. Because big cannabis and regulators were pushing for them to be like a Uber Eats sort sort of um, delivery model, where they would buy from these big cartel dispensaries they'd buy this overpriced product from these dispensaries and they would just be delivering them they wouldn't be able to warehouse their own product they wouldn't be able to grow their own product or anything like that and that 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 would have just that would have not allowed them to scale up and to to stay tenable in the long run but all of us continue making a stink and continue writing to these commissioners and continue putting our time, money, effort, sweat, and tears into making this, this a possibility. It wasn't us just being civil the entire time, okay? You know, the same people saying, oh, people need to be patient about healthcare. People need to be patient about um, getting healthcare in a flipping pandemic. Uh, uh, like, the same people would have been in the 1960s or whatever would have been saying, oh, well, we need to, you know, the sit-ins, you know, the sit-ins or the Civil Rights Act in, in 1963, that doesn't have enough votes. We shouldn't vote on it. Like, the people aren't for it. The people are against the sit-ins. No, F that. You have to do the right thing because it's the right thing. It's like, again, I don't want to keep this episode too long, and I'll leave with this one last quote. It's like Chris Hedges, one of my favorite writers and one of my favorite journalists, once said, I don't fight fascists because I think I'm going to win. I fight them because they're fascist. That's how everyone should look at 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 at, at organizing and 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 advocating for for their needs politically. You fight because you fight for the right thing because it's the right thing to do. F public opinion. F F F um having to be, you know, Victorian and prim and proper the entire time. If you're enraged, express express that rage. Um in 2019, a a um, drug war victim that had been kept that had been kept in limb that has been kept in limbo by the Cannabis Control Commission for over 600 days, she went to that she went to a commission hearing in 2019, and she she talked about how she was being screwed over by the commission, and I I I genuinely feel that 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 moment in in late 2019 was the watershed moment for the cannabis movement in Massachusetts. Like after that, we started getting all these wins because the politicians and the officials started being scared of their, of their citizens and started being like, Oh, if our, if we don't do what our citizens want, we, we can get recalled. We can get asked to resign. Um, people will continue to protest and people will continue to disrupt us and make us think if we continue acting on our own agendas, like we're on the chopping block. Like they ran scared and they started actually giving us wins for once. That's how we were able to get the um, wins for, for drug war victims with, with the delivery period. That's how we were able to get the expanded caregiver ratio so people don't have to just go to these dispensaries charging $50 an eighth. Quiet people never make history. Never forget that. 
as always, that can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. Um, I can be found on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. I can be found at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out. Ciao. Force the vote and free Julian Assange. Peace. Victory. Us as the grassroots activists of, of legal Massachusetts, the heartland of America, have scored a monumental victory. Okay? Monumental victory. This is huge, okay? Huge. Like 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 Bernie would say. Here's my champagne. Um, I, I bought champagne because we have a lot to unpack right now. Um, I've already drinking a good amount of this champagne, so um, excuse me if I'm a bit buzz slash drunk right now. Um, my alcohol tolerance is, is, is worse than like a 17-year-old these days because I largely don't drink alcohol that much anymore. Uh, like only really socially, like when my... My older sister came to visit. Like that was the like last real time I was I was drinking alcohol because she had bought some vino. Um, occasionally, I'll I'll, I'll um, I've been topping off like um, my sparkling water with um, with uh, Everclear because um, I I bought some Everclear to extract to make tinctures with, and then I bought some to sort of drink. Um, okay, so. Okay, so I do, I have been drinking that every now and again, but I, other than that, I haven't bought an alcohol, but that Everclear that I bought, like, I haven't, like, I bought that, I want to say, a few months ago, so, like, you know, I haven't really bought or purchased alcohol at least since, like, May or June. Like, I haven't bought it with my own money besides this, um, champagne, but... The Cannabis Control Commission. Um, I've only really been doing cannabis activism in earnest um, since 2017. Um, my, I've always been a, I've always been for it at least since since my late teenage years. And I even wrote a a um, I even wrote an essay about about um, legalizing cannabis and about ending the war on drugs um, in my freshman year of college. Um, if you missed that episode where I I, I, I re, re, read that essay or I read that essay, I'll, I'll put that in the description. But um, we we scored a major, major, major victory, and I'm gonna I'm gonna unpack a lot of what what went down um, right now. Um, again, this is the I Am Canvas City of a podcast, joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, Heartland of America. Um, I can be found on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. I can be found on Instagram at I am Canvas Sativa. And on Patreon at bit.ly slash 2NJMSHN. And um, all right, so we're going to, we're, I'm going to read some of what went down. Okay. So this is from Dan Adams. Um, so this meeting was during the day, it ended around 
4.19, 4.20pm um, they, they, they started the meeting I believe at 10am or something so it went on for a bunch of hours um, I missed the first hour of it but um, but but here's the deal. Um, a lot of things were discussed. A lot of favorable things. And um, I know my my previous episode was um, a lot more fiery than 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 it is right now. But um, but um, again, it's like South Park. I, I believe. Um, when I was when, when when I was in high school, I watched South Park fanatically. Like I, you know, whenever when the new episodes would drop, I would watch it and talk to talk about South Park with my friends. But I mean, I, I can't really watch it now. It just seems antiquated and sophomoric and just like just spitting out libertarian right wing propaganda. Like that's what it seems at this point, you know. Like again, I don't. I haven't watched an episode in at least five or six years. Um, but um, in South Park, um, in the earlier seasons, Kenny would die all the time or whatever. He would die in an episode, and then the very next episode, he'd be alive again. And and you know the 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 crew will just pretend like nothing happened, and it'll just be like it'll just be like the previous episode didn't happen. Um, I get fired up when, when I write to my public officials and I don't feel that they're addressing my needs or I feel that they're serving their own agenda. But today, the Cannabis Control Commission served the people's agenda. Were there some, um, imperfect votes and imperfect, um, policies that still got upheld? Yeah, but they, they, we have to take our hats off right now my hat is off right now to the cannabis control commission for the monumental and historic thing they just accomplished right now um and this was um and this was the fact that um we are now going to get reciprocity um, but wait, there's more. We're going to get out of state reciprocity for um, severely ill patients. Um, um, Shalene titled, Commissioner Tile did squeeze in a provision as determined by doctors. So that maybe there might be more flexibility with this reciprocity. But for now, it's, it's reserved for cancer patients, um, palliative care, and I believe, I forgot the other category. It's reserved for only only the most important sick people according to this board it's quote unquote but um but that's not the biggest thing that went down the biggest thing that went down and wait for it caregivers are going to be expanded to be able to service more than one patient it's been it's they officially voted on it and they voted in favor of this Again, I've only been doing this cannabis activism since 2017 in earnest, so I can't speak to the pioneers that came before me and that were putting in the hard work um, earlier last decade and earlier the decade before. Um, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not in that echelon. Obviously, um, I just. I'm, I'm new to. I'm. I'm a newcomer in, in relative terms. But a lot of people, like like friend of the show Grant Smith, said have died 
before this change was made and we're fighting for this change to happen um for for people to have their own caregivers and, and growers that they know personally provide them cannabis medical cannabis at cost like a lot of other mmj states like maine allows like a lot a lot of other mmj states like oklahoma allows like a, a lot of other mmj states like california like colorado like washington i'm sure like um i forgot what else but yeah, those are the states that are like sort of, and Michigan before it became very corporatized, you had robust caregivers. You had people that can grow strains that their particular patients like, they can grow them consistently, um, you know, and they can negotiate a price um, that works best for both the caregiver and the patient instead of the dispensary. Um, being an, a for-profit organization and only charging what benefits their pocketbooks and charging 15 a gram even if it's to the dismay of the citizens but when you don't allow caregivers like we've allowed like like we've not allowed in these past few years um, the dispensaries the vertically integrated expensive dispensaries they hold all the cars they have all the power and what results in that is um expensive prices and and people don't having recourse because where else are where where the heck else are you gonna go if you were to take re recars but the but um again i was fiery um yesterday because uh, you know it's a combination of the three or so years i've i've experienced with um a lot of the cannabis um control board just taking our suggestions our suggestions and then um doing doing and serving their agenda anyway like it, it got very frustrating for me and i got frustrated after a bit and um you know i let that out yesterday um but again it's like south park like you're you don't have like like that's how i am in terms of politics in a sense not not the not south park's politics per se but um but in the fact that I don't have, like, politically, I don't have permanent friends and I don't have permanent permanent allies as a political actor. I only really have permanent interest. And um, when the Canvas Control Board is making favorable reforms and they're making favor, and they're they're actually listening to the feedback of the people, I will I, I will heap them a lot of praise and I will heap them a lot of credit, like they deserve today. They, um, they expanded the caregiver ratio. And let me read the other thing that was on the screen. Um, you probably already read it already. But, uh, whoa. So this is from Dan Adams. The, can the Mass Cannabis Control Commission just approved a huge change to its upcoming delivery program, voting unanimously to allow licenses to buy products from domestic wholesalers and warehouse them instead of just acting as carriers to buy products on demand from retailers. The earlier model was intended to keep barriers entry low for disenfranchised entrepreneurs. All you need was a van and a place to park. And since you never store any marijuana products yourself, but many complain that it wouldn't be profitable so yeah so that was another change that they got done um another thing um but yeah to get back to that caregiver thing like 
like um, friend of the show Grant when we were cover when he was covering because he did a live stream of the board of the Canvas Control Board meeting that just ended today. Um, he was saying that he he cried. Um, like I don't know. I mean, I may cry when this weekend unfolds or whatever. When when I'm 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 done from being shocked. But um, I'm I'm filled I'm full, filled with adrenaline right now and, and adrenaline in the best way because of this change. Um, as you know, cannabis is 350 to 400 an ounce in in the state for a medical ounce, and occasionally places will do deals where they're selling shake where they're smelling small buds. And occasionally you can get a sub two hundred dollar ounce, but you know the the sun has to align. Uh, mercury can't be retrograde before they provide that deal to you. But now you're gonna have more of a caregiver model, like a lot of other more um, cannabis pioneering states, where individual growers you can have a relationship with your individual grower, like much like I do in my main caregiver. And then, you know, they can, you know, the strains that they're going to grow, you know, and, and you always know what price they're going to charge you. You know, with these dispensaries, sometimes they'll do sales, sometimes they'll do sales and make it affordable. Most of the time they won't. And if, if, if payday, if payday is another like five days away or six or seven days or eight days away, if I get paid every two weeks, or something like that. I've been, I've worked jobs where that has happened. Like I don't, I, if, if the sale's happening before my other expenses have been paid, then I can't make use of that sale. It should not only, there should not only be sales when Mercury's in retrograde or where, where when the stars are aligned or whatever. There should, there should be an everyday low and affordable price. And with these dispensaries having to be vertically integrated in the sense that Again, this is my champagne um, to celebrate our major win. But when you have places that be vertically integrated, the barrier of entry to, to getting into that market is very, very high. It's very, very steep and it's very, very unaffordable. And when you have that stuff happen, um, you know, they, they, they feel that they have to charge more to make a profit and then that extra money is passed on to you again maybe there allegedly maybe there's a gentleman and gentlewoman's agreement to keep prices at at, at, at um 350 or so announced maybe there is i don't know but now that we have this expanded caregiver rule that the the commission officially approved um, they're going to finalize things in the com coming weeks, but the monumental vote was hap has happened, and it, they are going to move through, move, move through with this. So you can go, you can have a relationship with your caregiver. They can sell it to you at a price that they can afford to sell, and that you can afford to buy. And you're not having to go to these dispensaries that are having to charge these sort of fixed prices, allegedly, obviously. Um, you have leverage. We have more leverage. Um, with, with medical patients being able to grow in this state and with people being able to grow, which, with adults over the age of 21 being able to grow, um, that gives us a lot of leverage that's, that people in states with, with, no grow, with no growing allowed for medical or no recreational where people can grow their own, 
you don't have a lot of leverage. But now I I, I finally see think we're gonna see sub two hundred dollar ounces. It, it may very well be possible, but by the end of the year, that these dispensaries might lower prices because of this this. this because now they have a lot more competition with this expanded caregiver rule. So, um, in the vote, the, the when they expanded the caregivers, it's going to be five. It's going to expand from one to five minimum, and then you can individually apply for more. So, this was this. So this was very surgical in a sense. They had to take when they enacted this rule today. They had to take multiple recesses. They had to take fifteen minutes off off camera. To discuss this because they know that us the grassroots are watching they know that we're watching we, we know that they're that we're pulling their flipping coattails to deliver change we're sick of um we're sick and we're growing impatient with, with with what we perceive as their their tendency to follow their own agenda and their tendency to look at the plant with contempt besides commissioner title but they they know that we are watching and they know they have to, with all the uprisings we've been having all over the country they know that they have to actually deliver now like they feel pressure at this point and we made them feel pressure in a peaceful and 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 certain and constructive way with our words obviously um but we made them feel pressure they they are now starting to attend to our needs now they are now starting to listen to the grassroots because the grassroots we've been a thunderous roar that's that has not left their side in the past few years and you know we've really really mobilized in the past few months to the culmination of all these changes we're seeing now um again we need to give all ourselves a pat on the back right now for for writing to the cannabis control board making our content or discontent known um and and keeping an eye on these commissioners and reporting on them and talking about them and analyzing their actions you know when whether they're helping the people and whether they're not helping the people we've been bringing the heat in these past few months and now there was now they have no choice but to respond to the thunderous roar of the grassroots now so they've given us expanded home, um, expanded um, caregivers. So now people can go to individual caregivers. They're not shackled to these dispensaries. They're like, oh, spin the wheel and maybe you might be able to afford your cannabis this week. Like, I mean, there's some dispensaries, they'll, na- they'll go nameless, but... Or you're not reliant on these random sales that have to coincide with, you know, you having your other bills paid before you can make use of these sales and um they're not everyday low prices and then you know having to deal with these dispensaries that that sometimes don't even really do deals at all or the deals they do do are very insulting like spend spend 200 or 300 dollars and then get a free pre-roll i'm sorry that's not a deal i had to spend 300 dollars of my own money a car payment and all you're giving me is a flipping pre-roll like come on but you can know but now that you're going to have caregivers that are individual growers that can that can provide for patients now that you've got that you're there's more leverage you, like people don't have to be shackled to a dispensary they can go to other places now like their caregiver i you know i'm i mean 
you know, when this gets rolled out, I'm going to try to find a Massachusetts caregiver. I can't believe I'm flipping saying that now because um, it's been prevented for so long. Um, We had a brief window when legalization kicked in where caregivers were advertising. I'm not going to name the sites, obviously, but we had a brief window in 2017 where they were where these caregivers were trying to make um we're trying to make a living off legalization and off um the increased demand now that legalization is happening it's obviously going to be an increased demand for medical so we had caregivers for a brief while um there were some ones there was one that i had for a little for a brief while until baker used his uh giant fist to stamp it out and the anti-cannabis officials we have in government use their their foot and their fist to slam it down but now we're actually going to have them now and it's going to be a game changer we're going to see cheaper cannabis i won't be surprised if at the end of the year we're at under we're at under 275 260 an ounce because now these dispensaries are going to feel the pressure now they cannot get away with charging what they charge anymore now that people can just use a caregiver um so we we got that we got reciprocity we got um holes we got the amendment to the social consumption no to the equity um the social equity applicants and then the um those affected those those that are drug war victims that um have been affected by the war on drugs and another major victory that we have and shout out to commissioner title and shout out to um the other shout out to everyone who to who made this possible but um another victory that we scored is that um commissioner title was pushing for for us for the for the drug war victims and the social equity advocates or the social equity license holders to be able to get a because right now as codified into the regulations and the and the um yeah, coded into the regulations is um I'm trying to think. Yeah, so coded into the regulations is two year exclusive exclusivity period for delivery. So for drug war victims. So only drug war victims for the first for the next two years are going to be able to have um, recreational and I believe medical delivery licenses. So they're going to have first crack. Um, so the multi-state organizations, Ease Wellness, all those folks, they're going to have to wait until those two years are over before they can really, they really have a shot at setting up shop. And and like I've said in that pa- in, in in the panel I was in with the young in the young jerks a few weeks back, I hope that the the drug war victims businesses are so successful now that we've made the necessary changes to make them successful. I hope that they are so successful that the drug war victims are so successful that that they that the um that the big companies that want to set set foot in massachusetts or that want to set foot doing delivery i hope they had ice out i hope ease is like oh man we better not touch massachusetts because these these um delivery these these craft delivery people and these local delivery people like they've cornered their they've cornered the market in the state and we can't we don't really have a choice or it's like it's like um you go to like we have Domino's and we have pizza hut and and, and stuff 
but everyone knows your local pizzeria that makes that uses fresher and better ingredients and less processed ingredients everyone knows that your local pizzeria is going to be way better than a domino's or pizza hut but uh, maybe it'll be the case that ease and all those other companies will shut up shop after those um oh yeah i forgot to say so commissioner title fought for it to be five years a five-year exclusivity period instead of two and again when you negotiate when you negotiate for a used car that's ten thousand bucks and you want to pay less for it you start the negotiations at six thousand dollars like is that is, is the dealership realistically gonna say yes to that at first no but you start the negotiations where you want them to be and you hope that you meet at a middle that works for both of you but um but she asked for that exclusivity period to be five years instead of two and as a result the board approved a three year and another additional year a third three years of drug war victims having exclusive crack at the recreational um cannabis delivery licenses so it'll, it'll only be it'll only be war, drug war victims and minority businesses and veteran-owned businesses and um women-owned businesses that have first crack everyone else has to kick rocks um i love that rule i really do um this is we scored a huge slate of victories um the only thing that we weren't able to get but um, I do appreciate um, shout out to to and despite me disagreeing with a lot of these commissioners on, on most of their policy ideas or most of their most of their I, I believe overblown concerns for quote unquote safety. Um, OK, so so they were going to vote a vertical integration. Um, they were going to decide on that this meeting. But with all the other big news that happened, all the other things they're doing, again, like if you've, if, like I've worked in an office before, I've worked in a professional job before, you have all these other projects and you have, you have main projects you have to get done, but then you have smaller ancillary ta tasks that are ongoing efforts. So I would imagine the Cannabis Control Board works the same way in, in the fact that they don't have bandwidth on top of the their required work and the ancillary projects that they're doing they don't have bandwidth to take on the vertical integration but shout out um but again um so they were they were going to vote on it this this time but commissioner um hoffman and and i believe title wanted wanted to sort of delay it a little bit so um we can so they can deal with the other monumental issues that they just passed um shout out to commissioner mcbride for um for for saying the vertical integration and ending it is important shout out to commissioner flanagan again i i disagree wildly with those two commissioners but they were on the right side of, of some votes today so we have to be fair we have to give credit where it is due again despite all the disagreements i have I, again i don't when when my elected official does the right thing or they they listen to the to their constituents and do the right thing i give them credit i really really do 
Um, and when they do bad things and when they do things I feel are, are bad or are problematic or are not listening to what the people and what the taxpayers and what they, they their bosses, which are the taxpayers and the people, when I feel that they're not listening, I will, I will take them to task and I'll drag them to, new, to, to oblivion. But when they do the right thing, I do, ha- I, I do give props to the right thing. I do give, I do feel that I... I do feel that people can be redeemed and people can change their mind, you know? Like, I cringe at the person I was at 19. I cringe at even the person I was at 27, you know? Like, I'm, like, to a fault. Like, I I mean, mean, to a degree, excuse me, I am forgiving. If you come after my family, if you come after my sisters, you come after my niece, nephew, then I'm not going to be forgiving. Like, I'm going to want vengeance, obviously. Um, when you when you come after me, my life, or the life of people that are close to me, I'm not a pacifist. I'll just leave it at that. And if I feel people that I love are being attacked, something is going to get done. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. But um, but I I can be forgiving to a certain degree. And when local officials do the correct thing, I give them props and I forgive. Um. In, in, in some of these votes, um, these commissioners that I, I've pointed out that tend to be very anti-cannabis, they they realize that the grassroots, they realize they do have to listen to the grassroots, and they did so. Um, I mean, again, there was some a little bit of reefer madness, but again, they all took a recess. They all took a recess multiple times when deciding to lift the caregiver cap. They, they know that we are watching them, like Grant was saying. So they had to react to us. They had to be. They had to take us into consideration because of the, the noise and the stink that we've been making. And they did. And now we are going to get, we are going to get a program, a mass medical marijuana program. I can actually say, um, is going to deliver to the needs of the patients for once, and not charge them through the nose. And not shackle them with, with, with lack of choice and lack of affordable choice. So again, we have to give a shout out to all the commissioners that that made some very good votes. Um, all of them, even ones I I disagree with, they, when it came down to it, they all went on the right side of most votes. So what we are doing is making a difference. What this podcast, what this project does is making a difference. Um, what... Um, what what um i'm trying to think yeah what we do makes a difference it really does we have to write to these officials we have to let it be known what we want and what we want to see um sometimes we have to sometimes we have to get in the mud and throw bombs you know meta- metaphorically um it's not it's not always pretty and i i do, and anyone who knows me or anyone who's who's close friends with me knows i don't really like being mean to people i really really don't but if I if I feel like a politician or elected official or a public official who's my tax dollars are going to, if I feel they're not listening to me, then yeah, I am gonna drag them. But um, we have to give praise and credit where it is due. So I'm gonna drink a little bit more champagne right now. champagne a freaking plastic solo cup i'm keeping it classy as hell right now 
but we scored a monumentary victory right now. Um, shout out to all the commissioners. Shout out to the Cannabis Control Commission for listening. Um, and I am going to end this on one more note. Um, this is ancillary, ancillary, and um, but it does tie into what just happened. Um, as you know, my elected official in the U.S. Congress in my district is um, Rep. Lori Trahan of the Massachusetts 3rd District in, in Massachusetts. I live in the 3rd District. Um, when In two, 2018, when she was first running, um, she when she was asked about cannabis, like her closest opponent who, who she narrowly beat was like, yeah, we need to, we need to, we need to legalize it. We need to, I'm going to vote yes on bills if I were to be elected to Congress. I believe that was Dan Coe who said that. But then Rep Trahan, who's our rep, she was like, oh, we need a, she, instead of just having the, the, the ovaries or the stones to just be like, no, this is a deadhead drug. This is low priority. I don't, I don't got time for this. I have to focus on the environment or healthcare. Instead of her just having the courage to say that, she was like, oh, we need a quote unquote focus on the opioid crisis. Like that's, that was just chicken shit, cowardly behavior. Like 54% of the people in your state, um, including m- most of your district, most of her home home district voted yes for legalization. A good amount of your district voted yes. You can't pull this. Oh, we could only we only need to focus on the opioid crisis. Oh, this is a deadhead thing. This is something I haven't done in the past twenty years since I was in college, or twenty five years, whatever. I mean, I don't know her exact age right now. This is just a deadhead drug that I stopped during after my college years. And when I got married and when I had children, I, I worked a real job like real people do. And I, I, I put down that slacker deadhead drug and it's low priority and we need to just focus on the opiate crisis. That was that's what it felt her mentality was when she said that. But um, one of the cannabis uh, dispensaries or retailers here um, had a meeting with her Um I mean, she's not. She's she's she has switched sides, and now she's pro cannabis now. So I, when I filled out my ballot for to my primary ballot, I gave her a vote because she she changed on the issue. She saw where the wind was blowing. She saw that her dismissing it as a deadhead drug when there were going to be votes on it eventually. There's going to be a, a vote on the Moore Act pretty soon. Again, I'm not going to waste your time covering that because, again, the Republicans control the Senate. And Mitch McConnell has shelved all cannabis bills um, besides the 2018 Farm Bill. Um, he's very he's virulently anti-cannabis. So, again, this... Again, it's 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 nice and beautiful that that the house is gonna talk about it or whatever, but it, it has no legs because Trump is even if it got even if the Senate got to vote on it and it narrowly passes, Trump will veto that. It's not gonna get a veto-proof majority in both chambers. So, again, I mean, not really not really a a point in really covering that. I'm not going to cover the Moore Act in that vote at all. I'm just I'm just going to tell you that that vote is in the pipeline. But um but but now that she saw that that almost 70% of citizens 70% of Americans want adult use to be legal, legal even in red states, 
she can't hold on to this. This is a deadhead drug. Haven't touched it in 25 years. I'm a dedicated parent. And I'm a dedicated dog mom. I'm a dedicated soccer mom or whatever. Um, this is a deadhead drug. I don't. I'm not. If, if 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 there's a vote on it, I'm gonna vote president. Or I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play hooky or whatever. She can't pull that anymore. You know. Um, sadly, it came to a big cannabis dispensary lobbying her and, and and getting her to play ball. But she is playing ball, so she earned my vote this November. I mean, this for this primary, um, in the same primary that I voted and endorsed Marky. So, um, can I don't want to keep this episode too long. It's kind of dragging butt right now but just wanting to celebrate our huge win we're going to take one more swig of champagne jesus christ with this champagne and um i did lsd this no not 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 actual acid but one of my friends in his home grow um gave me some lsd the strain and i don't know i'm feeling like like don jr and um and um, Kimberly Guilfoyle, um, what's the name? Gavin Newsom, sloppy seconds. I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like, like, like Dawn Jr. and her right now. Like I'm so animated right now. I'm so like, like moving my hands and talking in my hands like crazy more so than I usually do. And like, I, I, my eyes probably look narrow, but I'm, I feel this very sort of like balanced and talkative high, you know. I thought this was going to be like a racy sort of strain, but it's like, it kind of feels like, I mean, I don't feel tired on this strain. It kind of, it kind of has hints of tangy in the sense that I feel very, um, gregarious and like, like talkative. It's kind of like tangy where I feel very euphoric and good. Um, again, this could be the most of the champagne talking. I don't know, but I'm feeling very like hyped up and stuff. Um, um, like like um, like Chapo Trap House said in their watch of that in their viewing of that stream, I still have to watch all three of their their RNC coverages because it's been hilarious. Um, again, I don't watch every Chapo episode. I kind of find it self indulgent. Um, I kind of find it just to be like self indulgent after a while. So I I can't watch a full episode. A lot of times I watch when they have very good guests and. They're doing things I like or whatever. Again, it gets self-indulgent, gets like, like, hipster, like hipster communism, socialism, circle jerkish. Um, again, I have a best friend that um, I have a best best friend that um, um, was that that has legit socialists in his family. So again, I'm colored by that experience a little bit in in the sense that. Um, According to him, this would be pop socialism. The Chapo Chap House would be pop socialism, and I'm, I'm inclined to agree that 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 it is to a certain degree. But dang, are they entertaining sometimes? Um, but but yeah, um, they were saying that that Don Jr. like his eyes just look narrow, like someone who did coke, but he didn't have that high energy. But his girl, his girlfriend. Or that he's dating, or again, Governor News, Governor Newsom's former ex, or whatever. She was really hyped up, like her body language was like through the roof. All right, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really like good right now. Let me. All right, so before we we go to the outro, I'm gonna play that video of her speech, of her cringe speech, and um, 
and yeah, her cringe speech, and then um, how how hyped up she was. Like like that cocaine really got to her. Like she can handle her drugs better than than Don Jr. I will say that. Um, like like Chapo trap house or um like matt cushman of that podcast says so i'm gonna play i'm going to play that like rnc speech of her being hyped up on coke like that's how i'm feeling right now with this lsd and um i also took some canna cannabis pills that i i made do so but i would say this hype up is like a result of the lsd and the um champagne so let me let me play that rnc thing Cause, dude, you have to have seen it. She was so hyped up. Like, I've never, full disclosure, I've never done cocaine before. I've been in parties, like in college, where people were doing it. But, like, I always, I always skew that stuff. Like, like I feel like I'm one of those people that if I were to try cocaine, like, I, I, I would get a heart attack instantly. Like, I'd be one of those people that tried it once, then died. Like, I, 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 I feel like I, I don't feel like my body would act well to it. Like. I'm a very sort of, I lean towards being anxious and a bit neurotic, so caffeine would just like, like if, like it, I feel like caffeine, like alcohol, where if I'm in a bad mood going into it, like I'll just be, I'll just be an anxious mess, or if I were to do, do cocaine or whatever, I'll just be racy and I just want the thing to be over. But and and I'd probably get a heart attack. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm one of those people that would get a heart attack if they tried it. But, um, all right, let's do that. Let's do that, like, DNC video, because it's funny. Funny as hell. She's so hyped up on coke. All right. Six minutes long. All right. Okay. To do this stuff. Good evening, America. I'm Kimberly Guilfoyle. I speak to you tonight as a mother, a former prosecutor, a Latina, and a proud American. And yes, a proud supporter of President Donald J. Trump. Why? Because he is the president who delivers for America. He built the greatest economy the world has ever known for the strivers, the working class and middle class. As commander in chief, he always puts America first. President Trump is the law and order president. Now presidential leadership is not guaranteed. It is a choice. Biden. Harris and the rest of the socialists will fundamentally change this nation. They want open borders, closed schools, dangerous amnesty, and will selfishly send your jobs back to China while they get rich. They will defund, dismantle, and destroy America's law enforcement. When you are lady, in trouble and need lady. police, don't. Biden had John Kasich, a Republican, speak at his at RNC convention at the DNC convention. I know how dangerous their socialist like they are moderate is. conservatives. Like I have a moderate conservative a governor. Like he, he, they're the same exact. Biden's the same exact thing. Same exact thing as Charlie dream. Baker. Now, just a moderate conservative that likes gay people. That's what that Biden dream. is. They, they're not socialists by any stretch of the imagination. Human sex drug traffickers should not be allowed to cross our border. 
The same socialist policies which destroyed places like Cuba and Venezuela. Oh my goodness. She's so brainwashed. In our She's like in like the sunken place. Like seriously. If you want to like I'm not I don't have a Biden like I'll, I'll just I'll just say that. She's she's in the sunken place. Just take a look at California. She's thinking that she's wealth, in with white people. Immeasurable innovation, an immaculate environment. And the Democrats turned it into a land of discarded heroin needles in parks, riots in streets, and blackouts in homes. In President Trump's America, we light <laughs> things up. We don't dim them down. We build things up. We don't burn them down. Oh man, her hands we are her hand motions prayer. are escalating like by a bajillion now. Our flag. Stand for the flag, This bro. election is a battle for the soul of America. Your choice is clear. Do you support the cancel culture? The cosmopolitan elites of Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Joe Biden? who blame America first? Do you think America is to blame? Or do you believe in American greatness? Believe oh man, in yourself, she is so in President up, Trump, in individual and personal responsibility. Individual personal responsibility. Bootstraps. Even though and Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos got inherited hundreds and thousands from his parents, he didn't do it by himself, liberty, dude. Your freedom. It's what these they Republicans don't fucking what you get. See and think and believe so that they can control how you live. She can really they hold her cocaine. I'm not going to gonna lie. Weak, dependent, liberal, victim ideology to the victim point that you will not recognize this country or yourself. From the beginning, when these, like, these like turncoats that think they're America in with white people. Again. Like, like Candace Owens thinks she's in with white people. She's not. This lady so has this lady has the same level of delusion. So bright. His promise was to put America. You're just a conditional first, member of their club. Has. They may like you now, but they won't always. Class taxes, putting tens of thousands of dollars back in the pockets of working class Americans. That beacon began to flicker once again. When President Trump commanded the defeat of ISIS, took out al-Baghdadi and Soleimani, and paved the way for peace in the Middle East. You mean East. committed a terrorist attack, or you mean attacking a leader in I Iran, a, 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 a leader in a sovereign person China, that the Iranians wanted. You mean that. We should not be butting into other countries, bro. See. America. Look at how hyped up she is. She's, she's really President holding her toe Trump well. believes in you. He emancipates Daddy and Trump. you up to live your American dream. You are capable. You are qualified. You are powerful. And you have the ability to choose oh man, your she's life so hyped. and determine your destiny. Don't let the Democrats take you for granted. Don't let oh, them man. step on you. Kimberly Guilfoyle is not selling me on the GOP nonsense. Don't let them kill future <laughs> generations because they told you and brainwashed you and fed you lies that you weren't She's not have. selling me on conservatism, but she is selling me on coke right now. I'm not going to lie. You can be that shiny Like I know I said that, that that coke would never be for me, but I don't know. She's selling me on it a little. That you hope, that you believe in. Stand for an American president 
who is fearless. She's so hyped up. Look at that. Look at her eyes. Look at her hand motions. Country and will fight for her. President Trump is the leader Such who will rebuild the promise of America and ensure that every citizen can realize their American dream. Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. <laughs> hey, you. Yeah, you. I opened a SoFi Money account and it was... All right. Um, so that wraps things up. Um, as always, I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. Um, I can be found on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. I can be found on Instagram at I am Canvas Sativa. I can be found on Patreon at bit.ly slash 2NJMSHN. Um, I can also be found on Discord at discord.gg slash 65TG2NR. We have a budding and upcoming community that's growing. Um, and as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Um, mazel tov to this gigantic victory that we've gotten. Um, ca- medical cannabis will will start to actually become affordable to the most vulnerable and to the average Jane and average Joe, we deserve, we need to give ourselves a round of applause. Um, all of you and all my Massachusetts listeners that have done the work, that put in the work and that have had it culminate to this, you guys deserve to be popping champagne, wine, um, getting extra high if you don't drink or, you know, going extra heavy on your, on, on food or whatever. Um, if you don't do intoxicants, whatever you do, I mean, I have, I have an audience from all over the planet here. So again, do whatever the heck it is you do. If you live in Massachusetts, celebrate like crazy. I'm, I'm going to finish off this champagne. Um, and again, um, I know I was supposed to take a hiatus, but we had too many big things come up. So, um, the hiatus is suspended. Um, more episodes might come in the coming days. Um, so as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord
Discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.